Greetings, friends. It's Chapa. We're back once again. And uh, on today's episode, I thought we'd maybe maybe take a break from politics. You know, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but all the things that are going on in the world right now are shit like, you know, just unabated police murder going unpunished. Uh, our president more or less openly declaring that he plans to ignore the results of the 2020 election. And I got to say, uh, I don't have any better uh, solution or thoughts to these things than anyone else does online. Like, I know it's easy to make fun of people for just saying, just vote. But you know what? I don't have any better ideas and no one else does. So no point delineating that. So for today's episode, I think we should take a, a, a lighthearted look into the world of celebrities. That's right, folks, celebrities. They're just like us because they're also on social media. And to join us through this uh, this tour of people who are, you know, cool and slightly better than the rest of us because of their fame, uh, we're joined by our friend Stefan Heck, who the last time he was with us uh, helped us document the phenomenon of the Jeremy Renner social media app. So I thought he would be the perfect the perfect guest to take a tour through uh, just a sort of like a, a curated selection of some of our favorite social media celebrity follows. Stefan, how's it going? It's it's going great, uh, and um, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you guys for for having me on. Uh, I did just want to start out by uh, sending some well wishes to uh, Buddy Velastro, uh, the Cake Boss. Uh, oh boss. right, who impaled his hand uh, in like I think in in the bowling alley where like the ball returns. I think he's I believe he stuck his hand in there. Uh, no, and got actually, it all mangled. Stefan, quick correction here. I, I investigated this story this morning. It was a bowling alley in his house, you know, okay. sort of like the White House, the Cake yeah. Boss house. It was, it was the pin uh, loader. And one of the pins got stuck and he stuck his, like, the thing that, like, drops him back down, you know, after, after, right. after a, a strike or whatever. Uh, it, like, the, the mechanism that, that, that places the pins back in their proper place. One of the pins got stuck. He stuck his hand in there. And then watched as it got stuck, and in slow motion, a piston drove an iron spike through his hand three <laughs> times. Ah, oh how's he going to make a cake ever again? <laughs> he can't make cake! I feel like every time he's in the news, uh, it's, it's for something like that. Or I think the last time was when he got pulled over for like a DUI, and he was like, don't you know who I'm I am? Boss. I'm the cake boss. Yeah. I'm a cake boss! It's, it's, it's exactly what happened to Woody Harrelson in Kingpin. I, I will say the cake boss is a guy that I, 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 because of what we're doing on this episode, I looked him up on social media and it's not, I think he saves all his exciting stuff for real life. You know, he's not really doing anything new or interesting on social media, which is unfortunate. Um, uh, before we get into our, our, our favorite celebs and our, my, my sort of categorization of them, I'd also like to just bring up quickly and just ask you guys, did you see uh, New York Congressman Jerry Nadler shit himself on TV this morning? Yeah, he shitted his doo-doo ass. <laughs> he shitted his pants at a press conference with Nancy Pelosi. And it and was like, a, I believe it was for some fucking bullshit bill they're going to do to make sure that Trump doesn't steal the election. How perfect is that? These I know. geriatric, these fossils <laughs> shuffle out to tell you, we're going to stand up and fight against the bad orange man taking over. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I need to shuffle off and change my shit-covered fucking diapers. I love a seventy-five-year-old man with lap band surgery and a shit-filled diaper, and I'm going to save the elections from the Jerry Nazi uh, stormtroopers. The way Jerry, that he buddy. waddled over was so just like the the way where it was like he didn't even hesitate. He wasn't even like 
Oh, maybe I shouldn't, like, leave the... I gotta go. Because it's like, oh, if I leave the stage, people are going to think I either have dementia or there's diarrhea running down my leg. (laughs) But there is just no hesitation. He's like, yeah, okay, I shit myself. You guys all know I do it. You guys got me. I do do feel like he just walks like that anyway, regardless of if he shits himself, you know? Because he is, he's built like the mayor of Halloween Town from uh, (laughs) Before Christmas. (laughs) He is the mayor from Halloween Town. He's, no, but, uh, it's, this country is awesome. Like we don't no. have a single leader who's under the age of ninety-five. I swear to God, like uh, Matt, you had exactly my thoughts. And I mean, like uh, people have been uh, saying the word gerontocracy a lot on Twitter, and it really oh, yeah. is an appropriate one in light of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dropping dead. And uh, and then like I, on, following that, there was an article in the Washington Post about like senior Democrats whispering on record or like behind the scenes that Dianne Feinstein should like not handle whatever Senate uh, uh, hearing about uh, judicial nominees comes next because she's 87 years old and has, you know, gently speaking, lost a step or two. And I just love the fact that like whether it's Nadler Pelosi, remember Pelosi when they, she was on TV this week, and they were like, um, "So, are there are, is there anything off the table in terms of what you'll do to block Trump's judicial nominees?" And she just goes, "Good morning, good morning, yeah. hello." Should I just Sunday morning. Every, at every level, Sunday morning, hello. She it's Sunday morning, hello, <laughs> hello. I just love it. Like at every level, we're faced with like uh, Trump is canceling democracy. Like it's all real, it's all happening. We have to talk about it. But like at every step of the way, like every lever of power that's supposed to prevent this from happening is controlled by ninety-eight-year-olds who are just like one breath away from keeling over. It's or so interesting to me because I, I look at like my grandparents and uh, my my grandpa uh, got to, I think he was ninety-two, and like there's still people in power at that age. And when my grandpa got to that age. He went through with uh, medically assisted dying because it's legal up here. He's like, well, yeah, you know, so I like, you know, maybe that's something that could happen down there. My grandma is like 93 and has no idea where she is, you know, and I feel like, you know, it's it's the same for a lot of these people. They're they're going to the wrong. I was reading stuff. That they're going to the wrong like room. You know, they have to be directed to the correct room. They're just they just don't know what's going on. Jerry, no, that's the F-35 afterburner. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'd be one thing if, I mean, at least, I mean, it'd be one thing if we understood these people to be what they are, which is just front front men and women for a a political order that operates at the level of bureaucracy and honestly at the level of the fucking market. But no, we have to invest these people with this supernatural power because we have to give politics meaning somehow. So we have to act like Nancy Pelosi, this genuinely doddering old bat, is also the the supreme empress, just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg was. She doesn't have to retire. She's a girl boss. Oh, no. Someone dropped her and she shattered into 5,000 pieces. (laughs) It's like like if people were making zazzles of Junior Soprano. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Junior Soprano just served the tea. He, it's like I these people got... are not doing the job you're fantasizing them to do. They are literally mentally and physically incapable of doing <laughs> what you're uh, voting for them to do and what you're expecting them to do. It's like Jerry Nadler, like one of the highest ranking Democrats in Congress, is just like, uh-oh, ate a whole bag of Olestra potato chips before <laughs> I had to go give a press conference about how we're going to stop fascism from happening in America. <laughs> and then, you know, Ginsburg, two weeks before dying, she got wheeled out to fucking like uh, minister the wedding of some DCCC fucking 
goblin and her, yep. her fiance. They just like, oh, had to have that happen. Two weeks later, boo! Uh oh, <laughs> democracy's over. And they're just like, oh, they're like snap! Oh, this, darn it. And they, they posted it all on social media, and they were like, this is the most special day ever. Middle of a <laughs> pandemic, she's eighty-seven years old, had cancer two fucking times she wasn't already. Even wearing a mask, like for the, <laughs> no. for the picture that you're posting on social media, post the one where she's wearing the mask, maybe. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they, they did the thing where they all shoved cake in her face at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> she's diabetic, the, so did, it was all a bad idea. They did the Jewish wedding dance and dropped her. <laughs> <laughs> they had her in a chair. <laughs> It was like it was like OJ and Naked Gun. Yeah. They kept dropping her down a fire staircase. <laughs> the, bri- the bride, the, instead of like stomping on the glass, the groom picked her up by her heels and hit and just smashed her head over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, they used her. They used her to christen a cruise ship. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love. I love guys, be, my favorite RPG thing is that people are like. This was her last act of activism. She knew she was going to die, so to make everyone vote. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, but did not she just absolutely destroy any reason to vote for a Democrat ever again by doing this, by dying like an idiot? Guys, do you think think maybe she should have retired, like, after the first cancer diagnosis? No, I don't know. What? I mean, like, it's like what was all you would need. I, case can be made. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. The best shit on that was someone who said, um, "Oh yeah, oh you wanted her to retire in 2014. She had to show Sotomayor and Kagan what to do. Yeah. Oh they yeah, were, that was they, awesome. They were, they, they were like they were just like Kagan wasn't the head of Harvard Law School and Sotomayor wasn't a federal judge for decades. Like, they were just dumbass bimbos who would walk into the wrong room and accidentally, like, abolish the presidency when they're trying to make a copy. You have to jiggle the handle on the women's bathroom door. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to die soon. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, Kagan rocks into the wrong, the wrong women's room. They're like, ah, this is the cool girls' bathroom. Uh, what, what, what table do you sit at at the cafeteria? <laughs> Oh man! So well, this is this is why I'm dedicating today's episode to uh, the celebs I love on social media because it's just like the rest of this shit, no good. It's all going bad, folks. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> how about we get rid of the old, ugly, incontinent celebs and we talk about the relevant, cool, actual celebs? Yes, exactly. The celebrities who are who are have, have achieved celebrity yes, and deserve exactly. to be vetted for it. You know, not just yeah. because not they just haven't, these, not just because they haven't barnacles. died and are the only, yeah. literally the only thing holding back. The, you know the tides of just pure authoritarian uh, nightmare world uh but you know they did such a good job of it up until now you know i mean it's just a shame they're not with us anymore yeah so i mean for the purposes of of, of this of this um uh sort of menu of uh, some of our favorite uh follows on twitter uh and, and instagram i have arranged uh like uh, my selection into sort of two categories uh, the first of which is I call Positive Squad, and the second which uh, is called Chaos Realm. And it's sort of like this sums up like sort of my strategy for for following uh, celebs on Twitter. Like either they they make me feel good, and I'm just like, oh, that's cute. They're up, they're at it again. Love to see it. Love your love your pets. Love what you're doing. The second one, I, I the Chaos Realm are just the ones that are just like just just pure brain poison. Just just like just broadcasting just absolute insanity uh, to the world, and we love it. We love it, don't we, folks? So let's just go each one by one. We'll just like we'll just uh, you know sort of go round robin. Stefan, why don't you kick us off with your first 
celebrity of note to follow. Sure. So uh, I, I will just say right now, uh, this guy is like objectively just a horrible person. Uh, but uh, I'd say he, he falls under the chaos realm uh, category as well. This is Hulk Hogan, professional wrestler. <laughs> uh, he's absolutely insane. Uh, he doesn't seem to post as much anymore. Uh, but the, the one I remember from him recently, a couple years ago, uh, was when he mistakenly uh, thought that Bam Margera had died. He mistook him for Ryan Dunn. Uh, and so he, he tweeted out uh, a picture of him with Bam and said, Damn, Bam, I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. Love you. Miss you. H.H. Uh, Bam replied and said, I'm, I'm still alive, Hulk. Hulk said, uh, I got Ryan and Bam mixed up. Sorry, Bam. H.H. And I, I think that's just like very pure. Uh, very stupid, uh, very chaotic, uh, and and he's been he's been at this for years. You know, he uh, the classic Hulk Hogan post to me is uh, when he posted uh, "poop in my gym, brother." Hh, and then just a very blurry picture of a turd on the on the floor of his gym, uh, and I think it was maybe dog poop. It was hard to tell, uh, and. You know, someone replies and says, I really hope you mean pop. Sorry to correct you, brother. And, and he just replies and says, poop, brother, HH. <laughs> so he's, he's been at it for, for, for years, and he's, uh, he, he's a pro. He's, he's definitely in, in my top three, I would say. Uh, I think one of my other favorites, there's a genre of tweet where you try and trick a celebrity into retweeting a picture of, like, a war criminal or something. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and The tapper, they call that. Yeah. And so uh, this was someone tweeting at Hulk and saying, hey, Hulk, can I get a retweet from my granddad? Despite some family problems, he never misses a show. Uh, and it's a photoshopped image of uh, Josef Fritzl wearing, oh, uh, God. wearing a shirt that says World's Greatest Dad, but with the WWE logo oh. for the W. And lo and behold, <laughs> the Hulkster retweeted it. So, you know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a great follow. I highly recommend it. A horrible well, guy. I mean- great follow. You, uh, I mean, you, 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 you tapped into something unique about Hulk Hogan's posting, and it, and it is this is this is a very common thread among a lot of celebs is that they do sign their tweets, and Hulk Hogan has the well, sign. Actually, on. no, he's just doing Heil Hitler there. <laughs> <That's> nothing, to <laughs> do, nothing to do with his name. That's a coincidence. No wonder Peter Thiel sponsored his lawsuit. They're fellow travelers, um, and and a lot of celebs do this. They sign their tweets, and you know, like I'll, I'll have two examples right here. Uh, first from the Chaos Realm is uh, former lead singer of Oasis, Liam Gallagher, who I like him because he has very short tweets that are almost gibberish, like a, very hard to understand what he's talking about. He's like, you know, tip, tip, tup, tut, raining out and raining today. And then X LG. He just signs everything LG. And I was I was on to him recently because famously Liam and Noel Gallagher, the other guy from Oasis, uh, are, have hated each other for decades now and have not spoken probably since Oasis broke up. And uh, Noel has been tweeting recently about how the uh, the COVID lockdown and like mask mandates are uh, should go away. They're tyrannical, you know. Like uh, we need we need freedom again in the UK. And I was just wondering, is Liam gonna chime in on this? And then he just and then he lo and behold, like an hour later, he was just like, "Wear a mask, you nonce X LG." <laughs> <laughs> so just i love that he's still sniping um but yeah lg always has a good sign off and he's good to follow because like i said it's it really impossible to parse what he's talking about because he has a very clipped very short staccato doesn't overwrite you know which is that's good that's a good sort of tip for the the young guns out there you know less is more make it uh half short twice as strong 
Yeah, the other one from the uh, Positive Squad. This is this is a fairly new one that I've that I've clocked, and I'm I'm really disappointed I wasn't following him early on Twitter. But uh, legendary actor James Caan, oh, uh, from The Godfather, Thief, you know, so many amazing movies. Uh, he he is. I've, I've just started notice, noticing his posts, and he signs off every tweet with "end of tweet," just to let you know that the tweet's over. Nothing more is coming after that. End of tweet. And, you know, like, uh, people started noticing recently because he is obsessed with playing the game Angry Birds <laughs> and is convinced that the game is rigged against him sometime. And he's just tweeting about his, his, his struggles where he's like, you know, I used one bird to clear a level but didn't get the power up. End of tweet. James, James Conn. Uh, uh, honestly, like, James, you're, you're probably right. Like, I, I, I've, I've worked in the mobile games industry before, and, and they are against you. They want you to, to pay for the consumables, you know? They want you to, to sink money into it. So I, I think James is absolutely onto something here. But, no, I, I just really like James Conn's energy because, like, you know, he's just sort of this, like, you know, he's a legendary tough guy actor, you know? And, like, I, I like it the sort of, like, you know, later in life, he's, he's, he's chilled out a little bit. And he's just at home having fun playing Angry Birds and, and just tweeting about it. You know, I find there's something about that I find that charming. And he also sort of roasts his son, Scott Kahn, the actor, <laughs> by posting it himself wearing a T-shirt that said, I made Scott Kahn. End of the <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, you know, that's good. Have fun. You know, like just sort of play, play your Angry Birds games. Roast your son. Beautiful. That's, All right. That's, that, that's very pure. I, I, I like that a lot. That's but also, like, he's just the end of tweet at the end of every tweet is, is, is a really brilliant innovation that I have not seen before. I really like it. it it's, it's totally unnecessary, but it works beautifully. I love it. Keep it up, James. All right, Felix, who, who's your guy? All right, so I have one guy who I put him in the positivity realm, uh, Steve Sharippa, who portrayed Bobby Bacala in The oh, yeah. Sopranos. Yeah. Um, he, this will not be the last... Sopranos cast member on this episode. Just no, yeah, absolutely not. He's very positive, but he spends most of his time selling stuff, which, like, fair enough. I mean, the Talking Sopranos podcast with uh, Michael Imperioli is actually very good. I really enjoy it. He spends a lot of time promoting that. But there's some great pictures of him, uh, Steve Sherpa, with his dachshund, who he puts in, like, Yankee shirts, Sopranos merchandise. It's adorable. It's a great time. I don't, like, you know... Steve should get his money. Every once in a while, someone will, you know, post a screenshot of when he was on Star Trek, and he'll just go like, oh, I love being on Star Trek. And it's, like, very pleasant in the face of everything else. I have another guy, though, and I think you know who I'm going to say, Will. He's in between chaos and positivity. He is also an actor. His presence is mostly on Instagram. It is, of course, former soap actor and current star of SWAT, Shamar Moore. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Felix. I am so glad that you started capturing this stuff because he is putting out some absolute gold on Instagram. Yeah, I didn't find like I didn't find this. Other people found this a, a while ago, and I had no idea he had such a web presence. But Shamar Moore's Instagram is fucking awesome. Like half of them are just like black and white videos of him just like practically naked, like a shirt off or an undershirt, and he's jacked. Like, especially for a 50-year-old. He looks great. But, like, shirt off, like, basically fly unzipped. And there's one video, Chris can cut it in if I send it to him, where he goes, um, yeah, I'm silly. But I do me. I inspire. I get mine. I'm still here. I'm living my life. I'm winning. I'm dreaming. I'm inspiring. 
I'm silly. So I work hard. I get mine. There's like he's. It's a lot of like because there are a lot of videos where he's like lip syncing or like running on a treadmill while scream singing to something or just naked and doing this stuff. And like most of most of it's pure adulation from like your aunt probably. People's yeah, I was aunts, gonna say this is the aunts want to fuck Shamar more more than any yes. other man on earth. But he gets his haters because you know he, he he's behaving this way. But uh, he it concedes to the haters that he's silly, but he also notes that he inspires. And he also in one of my favorite videos where he's particularly naked. Uh, except for wearing a like straw pork pie hat, uh, that's ex- that's an exceptional <laughs> type of nude. Yeah, that's the type of nude you can only do when you're 50, but also seven percent body fat. And he goes, "Am I gay? Not even in the slightest. Don't believe me? Don't care." <laughs> Just awesome. I I love him. He's fucking awesome. Like he should be. Like I'm sick of. You know, I hate to drag it into the political territory, but instead of having all these Bush administration officials or former federal prosecutors on uh, cable news, Shamar Moore should be on, and it should just be Shamar's world, and he should just, yeah, talk about how he inspires, how he, how he's, uh, how he alluded to in one tweet, he's having silly fun with the homies. Um, he's the fucking man. I love him. If you, uh, if you. You, the listener, follow Shamar Moore for moment recommendation. Um, don't, like, just pretend like you're one of the aunts. Just be like, like, in fact, like, change your profile picture to a woman with that, like, blooming onion haircut. And <laughs> pretend you're 49 and be like, you still, you still look great, Shamar. Are you ever, you know, are you ever coming to Cape Girardeau, Missouri? <laughs> um, just don't, don't fuck it up with the stuff that you bring from our world. It's his world. He's silly. He's fun. And and shares a lot of the similar a lot of the similar energy to a certain Houston-based perfusionist and ho- hospital owner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I I mean, he's like I'd say the difference between him and uh, Doctor L, as it were. Uh, Doctor L lives in a world of lies, allegedly, according to some. But Shamar Moore, he's. Like, he is a sex symbol to the receptionist and dental hygienist of the nation. He's, he's really he's really doing him. He's a human, like, sort of, like, firefighter calendar for, like, yes, the receptionist at your office. Yeah. Oh, man. And, like, he, 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 he is living authentically what Dr. L is fabricating upon his throne of lies. Yeah, in the in the Houston area of where he owns several dozen houses and cars. I think Mr. Moore is on cameo, and if you have an aunt, I know what to get her. I think I just solved your aunt's birthday. I do think our our doctor friend could actually become fabulously wealthy if he like like the Footlocker boxes he's always carrying around. If he like signed and like sold those online, he can make a fucking killing. Like the the Vans boxes, you know, that he's always carrying around that are getting more and more dented with every day. What what if he what if he like took off the hood of the charger that he lays his big cheeks on, <laughs> his big ass cheeks on? I would buy that for $75,000 and hang it up on my wall. My my favorite thing about him is the look he has on his face when he does the like handing you the money or handing you the the Mastercard yes. thing, and it's the look like a dog gets when you catch them rooting through your garbage. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's 
He's really he's really been recycling lately. I don't just mean the the Foot Locker boxes. Uh, he's uh, my favorite thing he does is when he goes like, um, "All right, I'm giving everybody twenty dollar blessings tonight." And then by like blessing number two, it's he's like, "Oh, ten dollars for you, five dollars for you, one dollar for you." He's awesome. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. All I can say is that just like I. I really wish Ruth Bader Ginsburg had selected another doctor. Yeah, no, I don't. I think, like, for his area of expertise, he just didn't have what uh, RBG needed. But she was definitely spoiled on her way out. She, <laughs> she definitely, got on... <laughs> yeah, she got took on cute little dates. Because she woke up at 8.30, per the promise, she was given $10,000 to get her nails done with no matter <laughs> And you know what? She didn't get that la- that last trip to the nail salon. Didn't happen. But that ten thousand dollars is going straight into the Amy McGrath pot. Let's let's do it. Because she's gonna beat Mitch. She's gonna beat, beat me. Uh, she's gonna beat Mitch McConnell. Well, do you know what uh, Doctor L's name is now? What medical goat? <laughs> he is. He's the greatest goat. doctor of all time. Uh, 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 just note for Chris. He's so cool. Note for Chris. A little bit earlier, uh, Felix accidentally gave the the name. He he, he named God, and I just want to just bleep that out because I I don't want I don't want people I don't want people swarming him. Like I, I just don't want yeah. like, people to notice these freaks that we like because it just if you like, know you know. It's just yeah. you know it, it, observing something changes it, and you know like, like a lot of people want to do jokes and interact with him, and then he'll change. We he'll know stop, a he'll lot of giving about money like, to people. I flew over the car dealership he goes to in Flight Simulator, and it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, God. We, we, we love our doctors. All right, uh, uh, Stefan, uh, who's, who's next on, the, on your lineup? So this is Positivity Squad. And, Will, I feel like this is one maybe we're, we're going to share here. Uh, yeah. And, and this, is, uh, this is a beloved actor. Uh, and, and he lives in New Zealand, I believe on, oh, uh, I already yeah. know. Yeah. This is on my on, list. Yes. Just a, 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 a beautiful, uh, farm, uh, and it's, it's actor Sam Neill. Uh, and every time I see one of his posts, uh, it just brightens my day because it's, it's usually, it's a, it's a selfie. Uh, it's him and he's holding like a duck or it's a, it's like this big pig that he's got. And it's just it's just so pleasant, you know. It's just such a nice reprieve from from everything else on the timeline, uh, and and it's fantastic. And I, I highly recommend following him. He just seems like a, a very nice man, uh, and he's yeah. got a lot of very nice animals. Ah, uh, yeah, indeed, you were right, Steph. And Sam Neil is on my positive squad lineup. Uh, just just to echo what you said, it's just like uh, like without any irony whatsoever. Like his his positivity and and warmth. There's like there's nothing uh, corny about it. It's sincere, but like also kind of wry. Uh, just for a man of uh, whatever his age is, I mean, goddamn, he's handsome. Like, I just, I hope I look like that when I'm his age. He lives in like probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. He has a vineyard. He has farm animal friends. He just, uh, he plays little songs on videos. And he is also genuinely like one of my favorite actors. Like, you know, if Sam Neill's in a movie, it's yeah. just like, it's, it's, it, it, the movie can be bad or not or good, but like if Sam Neill's in it, Always a welcome presence. And I would like to say RIP to his duck. His beloved duck friend did just pass away recently. Yep. Um, so salute, salute to Sam Neill and his duck. 
and just like just just the blessed just sort of like children's book style farm that he lives on with all his all his animal friends wonderful man wonderful follow it's it's beautiful uh it's it's just yeah every time i see him uh uh, pop across the timeline it just makes my day and uh i i love and respect him very much uh i've got a uh a chaos pick uh definitely bad vibes not fun (laughs) guy you imagine hanging out with him and you just think it'd be very uncomfortable but (laughs) There's something magnetic about how unpleasant he is. And I'm talking about former child star Frankie Munitz. Oh, yeah. That is oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the most consistent chaos. element of it is his, his Job-like existence or his <laughs> self-perception of himself as a Job-like figure. Uh, not even because he doesn't have a movie career anymore, really, but uh, just because of the horrible array of, of errors and maladies uh, and and uh, mishaps that befall him. Just just on September 9th, he tweeted, Today was a rough one that ended with me somehow running my own phone over with my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag loose basketball short pa- pockets. How long do I live if you can only manage to sleep two hours per night? <laughs> I always feel like everyone else's masks seem much more comfortable than mine. Uh, there was another really good one here. I mean, he's he's he talks about his I'm dreams as well. It. He has dreams where he he gets he gets shot, and he's like, I, I could feel the bullets. Uh, oh yeah, enter yes. my body. Yeah, he talked no, about getting I, I, stung I, I, by a scorpion. Here we go. My jump rope just snapped in half and whipped me in the back. <laughs> FML <laughs> equals Frankie Muniz's life. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. God. No. Yeah, I, 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 he was cursed by a wizard. His dreams are like something out of a David Lynch movie. It's like the dream reality is infecting his life. And he's just, yeah, like he'll be like, I had a nightmare. I was stabbed in the chest, woke up and could still feel it. Yeah. The, the one, the one that I was thinking of is uh, from 2014. He says, I have about four dreams a week that I get shot in. Last night, I could actually feel the burn of the bullets as they entered my chest and heart. Oh my God. <laughs> the, guy, the guy from Malcolm in the middle. Life is unfair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, also that, though, that's the refrain of his uh, Twitter account. I, I, I know, I know we, I'm, we're trying to keep politics out of this, but also when he does engage in it, Frankie Muniz is a complete right-wing creep. Oh, yeah, yeah, he loves Joe Arpaio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he like lives a, in Arizona, like and he's, he's guy, always yeah. getting stung by scorpions as yes, well. He wants, them to, he wants Joe Arpaio to protect him from the scorpions. Uh, my, my favorite Frankie Muniz tweet, this is a bit of an underrated one, uh, but uh, very much uh, in, in Matt's wheelhouse, I think. Think I broke my knee trying to get on my motorcycle. Tried to whip my leg over real quick and knead the luggage rack so hard I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I would love to see like a movie made about Frankie Muniz's <laughs> life, like a, a short film about like a day in his life, just called Pain. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just the agony, like Hans Molman. He he like he like races cars too. So I'm I'm shocked he, he hasn't had like a Jason Priestley moment where he just drives into a concrete divider at 300 miles an hour. I think like. he's secretly leading himself there, not even aware. <laughs> <of that. laughs> All right, Felix, who you got? All right, I have a chaos. This is unambiguously a chaos pick. This man is a philosopher, a scientist, <laughs> and um, you know him as a YouTube star. Uh, I consider him to be a journalist. Uh, we're talking about oh, Keemstar. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keemstar does have one series of tweets that I think is the most brilliant thing I've ever read. It's the human condition. It's Alexander Payne. It's Shakespeare, even. 
this is not representative of his broad body of work, but I thought I would kick off with this because the Frankie Munoz tweets, uh, they reminded me of this. So, first tweet. 2016 might have been a shit year, but it's Christmas. Make the best out of it and have a merry one. Next tweet. I just hit a dog going 70 miles per hour in my truck. Such a shitty New Year, such a shitty Christmas Eve right now. It ran right up on the highway. I hate this year so much. God. Oh my god. Um, I mean, it's I'm sorry, but knowing that... what I know about Keemstar, I think there's a good chance he hit that dog on purpose. <laughs> he swerved into that fucking thing. I don't think he hit it on purpose, but I do think it was probably his fault. So this is this is not a man who goes about and pities for himself. He proactively takes steps against depression and anxiety. And I think this is important. I think a lot of our listeners suffer from anxiety. So this is Keemstar talking to fellow YouTube star Trish Paredes. I've had anxiety for seven years. When an attack comes on, I drink a beer. No joke works every time. Has to be beer, not liquor. He further clarifies that uh, you just need three sips of one beer to take on particularly brutal panic attacks. Just He's three, right. He's one. right, yeah. He's honestly right. That's 100% correct. It works? Yeah. Man's a scientist. Yeah. Um, I like, not... I like the idea of giving that advice, though, to like your your thousands of followers who may be struggling with uh, anxiety or depression. Just be like, dude, buck up and just crack a cold one. Well, a warm one. <laughs> it has to be warm or else the oh, okay. cells take over. Um, he's, um, he's very concerned with global affairs. Israel versus Gaza is really a war of USA versus Iran. This could be a start of World War III just in time for nukes. For... 12, 21, 2012. It's all coming together. Um, (laughs) Israel and Palestine needs to listen to John Lennon's Imagine. (laughs) And finally, I can't ask my followers who they support in Israel versus Palestine. Honestly, Kaylee underscore X, you offend free-thinking people worldwide. that is Keem, the struggle of a journalist. <laughs> I believe I believe Keemstar has also said that Ben Shapiro will one day be president. And I yes, gotta say, the way, things yeah. are, the way things are going, uh, right again. If, or, or, or the Supreme Court, one or the other. Keemstar is going to be a senator. He's 100% going to be the senator from Western New York, which will secede. <laughs> he is a Buffalonian. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I... Oh, uh, He'll have to go through some of our friends who are the the, the princes of that city. No, yeah, well, like I, I'll I'll talk to them. I think it's like for the best. Like, yeah. I mean, he's very just by by virtue of sheer curiosity and stupidity, he's far to the left on Israel Palestine versus most United States senators. <laughs> just the fact the, that he's like, I'm not I'm not going to offer my opinion on it. But World well, yeah, War the, well, the is fact coming, that he's you know? like the fact that he's asking his followers. Okay, who do you think is the good guy and the bad guy? As opposed right. to just I stand with Israel. Like that shows more openness and uh, something. It shows something. Perhaps Israel will. There will be some sort of retaliation where they place dogs on the road every Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I worry for both. Of them. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, Stefan, deal, deal us another one. So this is uh, a bit of a grab bag here, and I think these are uh, these these three posts are all uh, uh, fairly chaotic. There's there's some positivity in there as well, 
uh, and, and this is dipping into the uh, professional athlete uh, pool of, of Twitter. Uh, and, and this first one here is from Cardale Jones, who uh, is a former quarterback for The Ohio State University. Uh, seems like a great guy. Uh, and, and a little context here. Uh, he went to uh, a children's hospital for a charity event, and he was playing uh, NCAA football on, uh, on you know, Xbox. And he kicked the shit out of this kid. Uh, so he, he won, I believe, uh, the, the report said 91 to 35, uh, which is by quite a bit. Uh, and so he posts on Twitter, he takes a screen grab of this headline, which is Carlo Jones visits kid in hospital to play video games, beats him 91-35 in NCAA football. Uh, and uh, his, his post reads as follows. Man, I wish everyone would stop saying I beat a kid in the hospital 91-35. It was 98-35. I had 91 with 126 left in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, I respect that because, like, you know, he's, he's, he's doing a nice thing for a kid. He's, like, playing some video games with him in the hospital. But, like, you know, he's not going to patronize him by, like, no. fucking, like, bringing that weak shit, you know? He's, like, no. he's a winner. Absolutely not. I would not want, if I was a sick kid in the hospital, I, I don't want a pro athlete going easy on me if we're, if we're, uh, you know, playing video games. And this is a bit of a sidebar here, but uh, one of my uh, favorite things of all time is in the, the NHL series of video games, what they used to have uh, was uh, they would have Make-A-Wish kids in the game because uh, it was like their, their, <laughs> wish to, their wish to go in the game, right? So you'd be playing like a franchise mode uh, and, you know, whatever, no big deal. But the problem is they would give the kids like extremely high potential, and so you'd be like five years down the road and the best goalie in the league was like an eight-year-old boy. And it, <laughs> it sort of like takes you out of it. Um, I think they, they got rid of that feature uh, when they moved to the next gen. But that's Cardale Jones. I have one here from Carmelo Anthony. And this is not a post so much as a, uh, this is a reply. Uh, and, and I always love, and this is something you see in, in sports, especially uh, when you know, people talk shit about athletes on Twitter all the time. That's what it's there for. Uh, but when the professional athlete like replies, it's, there's nothing better. Uh, and this is, uh, I believe when Carmelo Anthony played for the Knicks, uh, and Sham George, uh, a Knicks fan, presumably, uh, tweeted at him on new year's Eve, 2013. How about you win a ring? You fucking kill me, man. Rooting for you all the fucking time. And you always disappoint me. And Carmelo replied and said, I didn't ask for your glazed donut face ass to root for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the post is still up, and and Sham has uh, since changed their uh, profile picture to no longer be as glazed donut ass. Um, <laughs> but I respect that so much, just getting down in the dirt, you know? Like, he wasn't expecting that. He didn't think Carmelo would get back at him, and, and he did, and he absolutely destroyed him. And the post is still up. He has not deleted the post, and I, I love that so much. As long as we're talking about um, uh, professional athletes and former New York Knicks, uh, this is sort of this is sort of a bonus one. This is one I've come across recently. I've just shared two screenshots in the uh, the chat to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. But I'm referring to this is the Instagram. This comes courtesy of the Instagram account of uh, former Nick uh, Mark Jackson, current NBA commentator. And if if you open up these screenshots, this is like a a look at his Instagram grid, and uh, <laughs> and like. <laughs> <laughs> so for, the, for for our listeners here, this is like a, like a, it's his Instagram grid, and it is basically over and over again <laughs> the same sort of like picture of his face wearing sunglasses, sitting in the same place in what is presumably his house, and it's just almost every day he posts the same picture of himself, but 
it is it is all under the hashtag hashtag don't miss your shout which <laughs> i guess and he and if you search that hashtag on instagram he is the only one who posts under it which makes me think that it's a misspelling of don't miss your shot that his phone just is like auto correcting to don't miss your shout because he's done it so many times but um I, yeah, I, I just like the, the, the repetition, the idea of like posting the same photo of yourself on Instagram pretty much every day under what appears to be a misspelled hashtag. <laughs> but, you know, former Knicks, uh, always winning, always stay winning. Um, I'm going to move on from Mark Jackson to one of my, uh, this is like a chaos pick, but it sort of, it straddles both chaos and positivity because all of his thoughts and beliefs are like our pure chaos realm, but I can't help but find, have a certain affection for him because he seems sort of like a positive, nice guy. And I'm referring to, uh, you know, I call him my friend, uh, Frank Stallone, brother of Sylvester Stallone, who is yes. a quite, a, quite a prolific poster. He is on both uh, Twitter and Instagram, but uh, his best shit is really on Instagram. And I'm just going to just to share a couple, share with you a couple of the memes he's posted on his grid. And uh, it's shit like um, it, it's like a split screen with Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. And under Hillary Clinton is, is it's written, I endorse Joe Biden. And under Joe Biden, it's written, thank you, Carol Baskin. Awesome. And, goes, <laughs> and then his, his, his comment on this, his comment on this is, this is a zinger. Bada bing. American flag emoji. All right, next one. It is a picture of John Hurt as the Elephant Man in David Lynch's Elephant Man. And his caption is no text on the image. It just says, caption, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Joe Harry legs that kids like to touch Biden for Protestant of the United States. I don't even get that. It's like, it's Wait, a, is, it, is this is this Johnny Sack? No, this is Frank Stallone. Oh, well, is he saying that he's not really Catholic? I, Protestant of the United States. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's, yeah. All right. The uh, uh, next one is a, a, a quite a well done Photoshop of Donald Trump's face seamlessly integrated into the poster for Sylvester Stallone's Cobra. And it's changed to say President Trump jobs, not mobs. And he just goes the Donald. But what I love about this is like he thinks that this is like cool. And it is cool, but it is just so perfect because if you go back and listen to our episode from New Year's, uh, our Christmas episode about Sylvester Stallone's Cobra. He's just saying that we're exactly correct. Cobra does represent the Trump Bolsonaro mindset better than any any film ever made. Here's the last one. Like this one I found because he he posted on Twitter a link to his Instagram and it just said just posted a photo. So I follow it to Frank's Instagram and it is an incredibly like pixelated deep fried like old looking photograph of a of a boxer. And his caption tells the story behind it. And he says here, here is a tragic boxing tale. Del Fontaine was a Canadian boxer of note. His girlfriend, Hilda Meeks, on the 10th of July, 1935, was caught by Fontaine making a date with another man on the telephone. Fontaine, who was known to drink, confronted her, taking the, photo, uh, the phone from her and challenged her to the man he, she was speaking to. Meeks' mother came into the room to protect her daughter, and Fontaine pulled out a revolver. As Meeks ran into the street, Fontaine fatally shot her and then fired a second shot into her mother. When Sam Meeks, Hilda's father, returned home, he saw Fontaine carrying his daughter back in the house. Fontaine stated, I've done for her and done for the old woman, showing that he believed he had killed both women, though in fact the mother had survived. The argument was Fontaine 
was punch drunk and so met with so many ring battles. Nonetheless, he was hung by the courts of London law on October 29th, 1935. Fontaine left a note that said, Hilda Meeks broke my heart. I spent my last cent on her. She turned me against my own wife. A warden at the prison was quoted as saying, he was the bravest fellow we ever saw go to the scaffold. <laughs> just, just a charming story that uh, he felt compelled to share there from just a little bit of the history of the, the sweet science of boxing, of Del Fontaine murdering his wife and merely shooting his mother, her mother. I, I'm on Frank Stallone's like, official website, his personal website, and I went to the media section. And the first thing you'll notice is that uh, it like auto plays this slideshow but the images are all like very tiny blurry jpegs and if you click on the images they actually somehow become smaller instead of bigger <laughs> and i don't know if that's on purpose or not uh and he also does have uh uh i guess he had he has some shows coming up in november and december of uh 2019 uh according to his website here uh and there's there's quotes from tony bennett and frank sinatra about uh about Frank's music. Uh, Frank Sinatra says, just heard the album you did. It knocked my, my socks off. Salute. And I'm just reading that verbatim as it is on the poster. Uh, And Tony Bennett says, the kind of singing I love to hear and be around. (laughs) (laughs) I love to be around around singing. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just like, Frank is just like, he's an interesting mix of positive squad and then memes about how like Antifa should be shot by the army. Well, you know, sometimes you got to eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, deal us another card. Uh, I know someone else is probably going to talk about him, but he actually is the one celebrity that I think I actually have followed for the longest. And not that long because I don't really follow that many celebs. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Ron Perlman. Oh, yeah. Because wow. he is a resistance lord. He's a resistance kingpin, but in a very hilarious way. He is essentially trying to convince you that he's Clay Morrow if Clay Morrow had enough of Trump's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Clay Morrow would be the perfect Lincoln Project hire because he's a rich old white guy who previously worked with Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) And and just has a a litany of failures and dead bodies in his wake. Yeah, and is also terrible at his job and and is... Yeah, can, and can, will be given millions of dollars that he will like lose all of somehow. Just squandered. Yeah, the Lincoln Project and Redwood Original should link up because it would just leave all the all the members incapacitated. Rick Wilson would get hit by a bazooka fired by a Losetas member who's actually in the CIA. <laughs> Mike, Madri- Mike Madrid would get beaten up by an IRA grandpa in a barn. <laughs> We'd all be rid of them. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was say, I, ben, ben Howe would get his feet sawed off by the Chinese triads <laughs> I'll say this about Ron Perlman I, I, I brought him up before we started recording uh, and that's only because he followed me for uh, I would say about 10 minutes back in 2013 uh, I got the Perlman follow I had just seen Pacific Rim which I loved very enjoyable film I DM'd him uh, and I said Mr. Perlman uh, you were very good in Pacific Rim and he immediately like immediately unfollowed me, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I, yeah, I respect, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? It's like you can't fly too close to the sun. I mean, exactly. once again, yeah. occasionally for some of my fo- positive squad uh, fo- follows, I will just reply to them, you know, with just like, you know, it's like great job. Love to see it. You know, awesome cat. And, you know, I guess I'm half kidding, but I'm not expecting them to notice or anything like that. But for the most part, leave the celebs alone. 
You know what I mean? It's like it just it's like a nature documentary. Like if you see a gazelle getting taken by a lion, you may feel bad for it, but it would be worse to sort of prevent nature from taking its course. So like try not to interact too heavily with the celebs. Just let them be celebs. Just observe them in their natural state and beauty. You don't need to sully it with your grubby fingers. And at this point, Ron is pretty fully committed to getting Trump out of office, I don't think he would even mind or even notice your bullshit to begin with because yeah. he's very single-mindedly been posting. And uh, he's, he does really have his own flair to it. Uh, like, you know, most libs who complain about Trump and, and try to free, get people to vote Democrat, the, their tone is, how dare you, sir? Uh, whereas Ron Perlman is, is more, how dare you, cunt? Yeah, how dare uh, you, how dare you, mofo? Yeah. Uh, he has one here. Our distinguished attorney general, completely without political bias by nature, has come out and said that if we keep electing Democrats, we will devolve into a socialist society with chaos in the streets. My response, eat me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? Like, like, that, like, that, like, that, like that way of saying that message is palatable to me. I like like that is that is normal. If you're to gonna me. be That's a human. fucking resistance uh, hair on fire liberal, at least throw some fucking sand out there, you know, throw some heat. I think I like Dave Bautista is sort of the same way when he's had people ask him like, oh, what do you think about Donald Trump? Are you a Trump supporter? And he'll just reply in all caps, like all 280 characters, like, fuck no, fuck no, just like over and over and over again. And it's like, I guess I can, I can sort of, I can deal with that, you know? It's not super corny. I yeah, know. Like, uh, Batista also does that where we'll just be like, this motherfucking idiot, what yeah. is going on? It's like, all right, he's just a big, angry man. I imagined him text, uh, t- like, tweeting hulking over his tiny phone being like what is up with trump this bitch i like when ron perlman goes at trump's kids too <laughs> yes you know what i mean like he like he's no holds barred he's just like like he'll be posting a photo of like don jr and it'll be like like this chicken shit mofo <laughs> be like yeah. and, and then do a joke about how like what the one niners will do to him in jail or something my i like it makes me think of a, a great chaos tweet from Peter Fonda, like a week oh, before yeah. he died. Like a, they tried he, to cancel him for that. He's like, bitch, I'm on the way out. You have nothing to do to me. A dying 87-year-old man in his last week of life posted, what if someone rapes Baron? <laughs> <laughs> he posted, like, what if Baron got molested in a holding cell? Like, what and- the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Rod Perlman will also tangle with like people on Twitter, which is also fun because uh, he because a lot of times uh, Republicans will try to get epic with him. Uh, like he 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 tweeted in August, "Yo at Matt Gatz, I watched your speech last night. What an asshole!" <laughs> and then Matt Gatz a quote tweeted that with, "I'll put you down as a maybe." And then <laughs> Ron quote tweeted that with, "Don't leave the light on, fuckhead." <laughs> Oh, Matt, yeah. do you remember when Ron Perlman got into it with Ted Cruz? Yeah. Yes. And, t- and Ted Cruz was sort and of Ted Cruz like, said, Jim Jordan's going to beat you up. <laughs> yes. That was, yes. yeah, that was Ted, yeah. Something about uh, Ron Perlman, it, like, he attracts the attention of the soy Republicans. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, all, like, he's like, hey, my friend, the pedophilia wrestling coach. <laughs> <laughs> I think Peter like, yeah. Fauna tweeted that uh, Jim Jordan was going to teach Baron how to wrestle. <laughs> and then also ted cruz was like uh in trying to like yeah soy it up and in, in, in like an epic response to perlman was just like mm, like you know this holly weirdo who's a, a white supremacist 
gang leader seems to accuse other people of being Nazis. Like, you know, like he's like Clay Morrow is a real person. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. It, it all started when he when he uh, tweeted a photo of Jim Jordan, though. Uh, and, and he was like, uh, hey, Matt, like Matt, Matt Gates, you're lucky. Uh, if it wasn't for this guy, you'd be the ugliest motherfucker in in politics. And then Ted Cruz uh, quote tweeted that and got like very corny with him. And you can't you can't fight a very personal insult with, with being corny. Like it doesn't work that way at all. No, you got to go right back to like, you know, yeah. w- w- what his face looks like or whatever. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering what, uh, actor Kim Coates, AKA Tig from Sons of Anarchy. I bet he likes Jim Jordan. I, and the, well, and the he's former Canadian. No, I mean, I, I'm, be... I'm in the character Tig. Kim Coates probably oh, loves char- him in. The, yeah. The, the character Tig, the character Tig would absolutely be like he would be a Q guy, despite like himself being a sex criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I remember early in the first season of Sons of Anarchy, they are in like the count the the sort of uh, Redwood County morgue, and they for some reason need a fresh dead body. And there's a, a throwaway joke where where Tig describes and is shocked that like I don't know Bobby Elvis or someone has never fucked a dead body, and he described it as a cold pack. <laughs> yeah. Dude, remember, remember uh, this? Uh, yeah, remember the storyline where Tig's daughter got lit on fire in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what an awesome <laughs> show! <laughs> Fuck, man, God, can we bring Sons of Anarchy back, please? Well, that—that's like I told you guys about my idea for Biden ad. What is it? Like, all like all the Sons of Anarchy are like Joe. We're gonna ride with you. <laughs> and then it's like they like they're peeling out on the highway like Joe's in his big car and the Sons are driving their Harleys behind him and then the one niners come out. And then the Mayans, and then e- then even the Nords, and they're all uniting to stop Donald Trump. It'll be like the scene where uh, uh, Jax fights uh, Henry Rollins and the AB, but like gets backed up by the Chinese, the Irish, the One Niners, the Zetas, the Mayans. <laughs> yeah, no, it would. Th- Joe would win every state. Joe would win white voters by ninety eight percent if we made that ad, and every Sons of Anarchy actor. Probably would be on board. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's each let's each do uh, one more, one more fi- final s- uh, special celeb. Uh, so let's put our cards out there for one last round. Felix. <clears throat> okay. Well, I think this one's no surprise. Um, I would say this guy is a chaos pick just for the sheer virtue that I think he's been caught in a time warp for forty years. This man has never left nineteen ninety six. Unfortunately, I think it's a case of observing the animal because when me and people like uh, Brandon Wardell and Jack Wagner started retweeting him, his timeline has only become retweets about firefighter charities. <laughs> do you can you figure out who I'm talking about, or do I have to tell you? Yeah, no, oh, I, I don't know this one. It's uh, it's it's Dennis, it's Dennis Leary. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I, there's a lot I could say about Dennis Leary, um, but. I think the best way to look at it is his um, decades-long struggle against coffee. Or rather, struggle for coffee. He is the last one in this country who will stand up for coffee-flavored coffee. I'm just going to read and you... And against the uh, loathsome pumpkin spice. I just typed in from Dennis Leary Coffee, and I'm going to read some to you guys. Starbucks has a new giant coffee named Trenta. Comes with David Blaine inside holding his breath. Cut the shit, Starbucks. The Irish put real whiskey in coffee for one reason, to start drinking but stay awake for lunch. Jameson Java. <laughs> Coffee-flavored coffee. 
whiskey-flavored whiskey. NyQuil-flavored NyQuil. Don't like the taste? Go fuck yourself. This is in uh, October of 2015. Uh, uh, This is in December of 2018. Last year I found coffee-flavored coffee. Now it's Leary Family Christmas Tradition. Thank you, Magnolia Coffee Company. And here is a bag of coffee labeled coffee-flavored coffee that someone sent to him. Epic! Uh, This is from May 2015. Coffee-flavored coffee? I rest my case. More consensus on coffee's benefits than you might think. From New York Times is the upshot. Um, But I think, like, the piece de resistance is, uh, it's, I think we all know which one. The one that kicked all this off. And this was his most topical tweet. Because he does get topical. He's anti-Trump. He thinks Trump wouldn't last a second in Wooster, Framingham, Boston, any of those cities, right? Trump could never be a firefighter. We all know that, right? Of course but not. the comedian's job is to make you laugh and to make you think. And with a challenge like COVID, a guy like Dennis Leary won't back down. From August 24th, 2020, just weeks ago. Dear science, once you tackle COVID, we're going to need an anti-pumpkin fucking spice vaccine. (laughs) Swish. Flawless. Back of the net. Flawless. He's he's still got it. You're right, though, Felix. Like, like, his timeline is like stepping into a time machine. It's great because every other comedian, like Dennis, like everyone who's achieved what he's had, like, been in several movies, had several specials, made millions of dollars, had their own TV show. Like Mike Birbiglia. What is Mike Birbiglia tweet? He's like, uh, oh, I, ju- I just made my gardener watch this George W. Bush speech against racism and we're crying. <laughs> Guys, let's vote. It fucking sucks. It sucks. You don't want to see like, I don't even know if he has a Twitter, but like Paul Reiser talk, talk about white fragility. You want this bullshit. This is awesome. It is very similar to the Dennis Miller post because uh, he had his his idea uh, uh, of how to fix the coronavirus, uh, which was, uh, and this is word for word, what is the coronavirus fix is to eat a Tide Pod and then an unrecognizable Unicode character at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Both those guys have made like seventy million dollars. <laughs> Entertainment rocks. Uh, I mean, you say that the, it's like forty years ago, but has coffee gotten any more coffee flavor in the past forty years? No. Well, no, if anything, like, it's got less. Well, he's like a European conservative. He knows he's fighting a losing war. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the jungle bullet begins at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen. Who, uh, who, who's your last pick? Uh, my last pick, uh, and and this is uh, this is positive squad. I would say, very. I don't know if corny is the right word, uh, but essentially, all he does is uh, after uh, the end of like a sports game, he will just post exactly what happened in that sports game. And this is uh, L.A. Lakers legend Magic Johnson. Uh, oh yes, it's a very weird like affectation. I don't. I, I, I think maybe at this point it's like a bit and he's sort of going along with it. But the one that I, I, I think captures this very well uh, was from uh, the Dallas-Atlanta uh, football game uh, this past weekend. Uh, and if you aren't sure what happened in that game, uh, Magic will tell you. Uh, so here we go. What a wild finish to the Dallas Cowboys versus Atlanta Falcons game. 
The Dallas Cowboys had an incredible comeback. They scored a touchdown and recovered the onside kick. Then they kicked the game-winning field goal with no time on the clock to win 40-39. to Thanks, Magic. Awesome. That's what happened in the game. That's exactly what happened. Do be what we happened. We all saw it. Yeah. But he, like a, he just posts like, like that all the time. Like, yeah. 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 And, and he'll like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a box score, right? He'll do, you know, the Lakers starting five really dominated the Rockets tonight. KCP had 10 points. Green had 14. Morris 16. AD 13. And LeBron with 29 points. <laughs> Why even have a newspaper <laughs> when you can just follow uh, Magic or Irving Magic Johnson on Twitter? How, I like how old that, is, is it like? How old is he? Yeah, how old is he now? Because that sounds like something that, like, if my grandmother cared about sports. Like, that's what old people love doing is just relaying <sighs> information like a news ticker. Would. I want to say early 60s. He is he's okay. 61, he's 61 years old. So that's very much in, in, that, in that wheelhouse, I think, Got of, you. Of, of that style of posting. Um, what I like about I that do... is that like he, his job now is, is is as a sports commentator, and he's just given up, up all this stuff for free on Twitter too. It's like he's always working. Oh, it's 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 great, and this is why he uh, apparently left his job with the Lakers was because he wanted to keep posting and keep tweeting, and they were like, "You can't post this much because you're going to get in trouble for saying like, oh, I'd like this player on our team, and and you're going to get us fined, we're going to lose draft picks." And he's like, "Fuck this, I just quit. I'm, I just want to keep posting. I love that, you know." Dude, and I do so have. Salute. I do have one more yeah, uh, just honorable mention, uh, and this is uh, 50 Cent, and maybe my favorite post of all time from way back in 2010, uh, and this is uh, 50 Cent uh, saying, I can't believe my grandmother's making me take out the garbage. I'm rich. Fuck this. I'm going home. I don't need this shit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fucking awesome. That's an S-tier post. Uh, 50 Cent is like both online and off probably the greatest troll of all time. Like, he's he's undefeated. Like, if 50 cents coming for you, like, it's over. Like, don't even, like, just just give up. Kill yourself. There's no coming back. <laughs> the, the, only guy, when... oh, the, the only guy who kind of withstood the onslaught, and it was by sheer force of production, it was like, or, or yeah, it was like how America mobilized their production in World War II instead of bodies. Uh, it was the game. By releasing 8,000 fucking hours of rap songs about 50 cents. <laughs> He just suffocated him in production. That's the only guy to withstand it. My favorite was when, in, when during the Ice Bucket Challenge, instead of uh, challenging uh, Floyd Mayweather to do it, he challenged him to read a page of Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was brutal. That, that was, was brutal. And, and, then, and then he surfaced like, like video footage from like a radio promotion where Mayweather is in the studio and you know, like, they get you to like, you know, for the local affiliates, like, like read like a, do an ad read or something and they just hand him a page or something and he had video of him reading it and it's just like, I don't even want to make fun of it because it's just, it's, it's too fucked up. That was a really great back and forth, though, because Floyd would just post pictures of, uh, like, all the money he had. And he would, he would be like, oh, hold my money, bitch boy, you know, with 50 Cent. And it's just like, this is some, like, next level shit, you know? These guys are so fucking rich, and they're still just going at it like this, you know? Like, it's just, it's just great posting. You, you love to see it. Mm-hmm. It was posting for the love of the game. Yeah. For the hate Absolutely. or the hate of the game. In the- <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, uh, one more, and then I, I got one, one final one to take us out. But, uh... Matt, uh, just a shout out to a guy that we talked about last week, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Hell yes, uh, who was absolutely the performance of last year uh, as Richard Jewell, and he has a very humble Twitter account, uh, fifteen thousand followers, uh, and he likes to tweet about wrestling. Uh, 
about his have earnest discussions about his Christianity, uh, lists of directors he'd like to work with. It's just very sweet and very uh, unassuming. Uh, he's he's a cool dude. He he is cool, and his, his account he's wonderful. is he like he he's like the closest to like what like like a, a normal person or like someone who, who I would be friends yeah. with. Yeah, like you know, like he's got like yeah. Case. When you read, it's like you're waiting for like the thing like what? Oh, this is a normal human being who is also uh, in, in movies sometimes. He does funny jokes. He tweets about his day. He tweets about movies that you like and like sort of the same way. It's just like a, a varied style of posting, but the, the the common thread is just like normal, nice dude. Yeah, he. You know who else has that vibe and has a similar profile? Hallie Joe Osmond. Wonderful. Oh yeah, he's he's a great poster. Wonderful, wonderful yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. I think with Paul Paul Walter Hauser, like I think a lot of his posting energy comes from the fact that like I think the fir- the first thing I ever saw him in was he played a juggalo in uh, It's Always Sunny. Yes, juggalo he, for life. And yeah. he captured that juggalo energy perfectly. So uh, yeah, you can see where the where the the posting ability comes from. I'm 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 glad for the Hilly Joel Osment like renaissance as well, you know, because like he he's done some good shit lately. Like on uh, yeah, he was on the, he was on the boys. He's he was on uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. and I guess like for me personally, selfishly, I'm glad for that because he is consistently the human being I'm most compared to on Twitter in terms of books. <laughs> so I suppose I can live with that now, despite the fact that you know technically his head is twice as large as mine. But go off, he, <laughs> and his he, face he, is he, half as large. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, go off. He's a white guy with a beard and a large forehead. Hope you feel good about yourself, Twitter. All right. So to, to sign off, you know, I mean, I I, I could talk about like the, the ones I didn't get to. You know, my positive squad, I've got, you know, Jim Belushi and David Crosby as like honorary potheads on Twitter. You know, Crosby's just always chewing out. Oh, yeah, he is, joints. he is absolutely blazing. He, he's yeah. smoking yeah, he like, like he's smoking like femur sized fucking joints on on Twitter. He yeah, rules. and he's Jim, rating he's rating other people's joints and being like, yeah, he's horrible. rating he's That's rating awful. other people's roles. Uh, Jim Belushi now grows marijuana like professionally in California. His 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 ranch slash weed farm almost burned down. You know, love to him. You know, you know, shout outs to the whole wildfire areas. Hope you're all recovering from that. Anthony Hopkins, wonderful. He plays the piano with his cat. Just absolutely charming. Chaos Realm. I didn't get a chance to go to Vincent Caratola, aka Johnny Sack from The Sopranos, but imagine the kind of shit Frank Stallone posts, but like even more vicious and mean without any of the positivity. <laughs> That's what Vincent Caratola's account is like. But I'm gonna go out with my final celebrity shout out that is true to who I am, I can do no else other than what I am as a pure 100% star fucker. So I'm going out with a shout-out to Laura motherfucking Linney. Congratulations <laughs> on the fucking Emmy, and congratulations on being a proud owner. Well, she didn't win an Emmy. She was congratulating Zendaya on winning the Emmy in the same category. I think she's won one at some point. She's, she's a wonderful she's actress. She's fucking great. <laughs> Laura Linney, who, like a true queen, has her own dedicated Wikipedia page to list of awards and nominations received by Laura Linney, has won primetime Emmy awards for her work in Wild Iris, The Big C, Hereafter, John Adams with our boy Paul Giamatti, and of course, for outstanding guest actress in a comedy series for her work in the 2004 season of Frasier. She's been great forever, but on the live Emmy broadcast from her own living room, Proudly displayed the Chapo Guide to Revolution. Laura Lenny, we salute you. However, in my investigations of this, I think 
the person we should really be shouting out here as the confirmed Chapo head is Laura Linney's unemployed fail husband. I told my family the exact same fucking thing. He fits the profile of our listeners. Married yes. to a very impressive woman. I don't think he has a Wikipedia. Seems like a great guy. That's our guy. That's our fucking that guy. Is our yes. That's one yes. of our fucking yes. guys. Yeah. Yes. Because like, there, there's a couple things about that, and like, I, I was so geeked when I saw that on the Emmy broadcast. Because like, the book was, it wasn't just like randomly like on the coffee table. It was displayed like Prominent. it was a family photo in the shot. And Laura Linney was wearing a dress that had "vote" all over it, and I was like, "Well, yes. I don't know. Did she read the book? That seems a little." Odd. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that we yeah, we're specifically against that. Yeah, yeah. We that get that out of here. No, no, no. But uh, it just—it was her—it was her wonderful husband sitting next to her, a supportive, loving, wholesome, fail husband, married to a gorgeous, talented, success wife. If that doesn't and- capture our listenership, I don't know what was. Laura Linney, you were an absolute queen. You can count on us. By that, I mean Chapa Trap House. Absolutely. That, you know what I love is, like, the husband, like, I wouldn't say a fight, but, like, a mild, like, joking argument. She's like, fine, you can really, you can put your stupid shit up here. <laughs> and we are that stupid shit. <laughs> fine, put it here. Don't care. <laughs> so there uh, we yeah. go. That was, uh, that was a whirlwind tour uh, through the world of celebs. And if you take our advice and follow any of these wonderful accounts, I just simply must implore you once again to look, but don't touch. The celebs, they're like, they're like Ming vases, you know, just like, just yeah. take in their beauty, but do not sully them. Do not break them. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, for our selfish reasons, as Felix pointed out with Dennis Leary, too much exposure and they will change the way they post and you won't get to see the good posts anymore. And that's, Folks, that's what this is really all about. It's about preserving the posts. The posts. It's about if yeah. you want to follow Shamar Moore, get surgery to make yourself look like an aunt. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are He's like going to notice if a bunch of like white beardos follow him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like, how, like what the fuck? How massively different his replies are going to get after this? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, he's going like, to be posting a shirtless video, and it's just going to be like. Oh my dude, you're having a normal one. <laughs> ruined, ruined. It's gonna go from just being dozens of people being like, mm, "Want some of that?" Like you know, like just be like, "Oh, give me a husband like that, Lord." And then it's gonna be like, "Shabar, going Chavo, going Chavo, going Chavo." Because <laughs> you know, lo and behold, uh, I mean, I don't know if Laura Lenny does have social media, but if you are Laura Lenny's husband listening to this, like, please lock her accounts now before any of our idiot fan base begins. Yeah, to, keep those uh, people away from get, her. Get their before fucking like sneaky, candy, co- candy covered fingers all over her. Yeah, before yeah. our dumb chimps bang on the glass <laughs> <laughs> and throw their, uh, you know, throw their, throw their joke feces uh, at the window. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, once again, Laura Lenny, we love you. I'm shamelessly, shamelessly promoting any celebrity that likes Chapo Trap House. Even so, if you're, even if you're mean, like Vincent Curlito, like <laughs> if he starts listening, I don't, I don't care the bad stuff he says. Uh, I mean, I'll out myself here, knowing it could well get me in trouble. But Vincent followed me because I, I did like jokingly sincere replies to his posts about how he wants to, I don't know, like 
try Bill de Blasio or put him under people <laughs> citizen's arrest. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he posted a video. I mean, broke a clock. He posted a video of like a water main break on like Broadway and it's just like water spilling up out of the sewer and he's like, this is a disgrace. Look at what mayors do, what Mayor de Blasio has done to our city. Disgusting. Awful. And then I just repeated like, Vincent, I've lived in New York City my whole life. This never used to happen before this. It's a shame to see a... <laughs> And he um, followed me. He, so. Really good post from Krilatilla. Uh There's a, a video of a riot from Megan Kelly, and he quote tweets and goes, I know this wouldn't happen in a hashtag Italian neighborhood, <laughs> and tags Nick DiPaolo. And, and <laughs> 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 oh, oh, wonderful actor, awesome. though. Wonderful actor. Four retweets. Wonderful actor. <laughs> yeah, he, the only guy I could have played Johnny's head. Uh, all right, gang. Stephen Heck, before we sign off, uh, if people want to listen to you or find you, what, what should they do? They, you should I follow do. Stephen and listen to his podcast. Uh, yes, I'm on Twitter uh, at Boring as Heck. Uh, I've got my podcast, uh, Blocked Party, where we just talk about stupid online bullshit and getting blocked by celebrities and brands. Uh, and I got my Twitch stream, uh, The Go Off Kings. Uh, and uh, we just play like GeoGuessr and Fall Guys. So if you're into that. I, I, I did recently see on Go Off Kings your uh, astonishing Rocket League comeback against uh, Jesse and Mike. Yeah, that was inspiring. Oh, no, it was Jesse and Rob, rather. I'm, it, was, I'm it, was, uh, it was Jesse and, uh, and Chris James. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna be very upset that that was brought up on this episode. But thank <laughs> you for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. Till next time. Bye-bye. 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 This is good stuff, fucker. Okay?